Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Hi, Jess. Hello, Elsie. Oh, my. This is a... Today's a low voice day. Oh my god, you sound—you could sound like a completely different person. I could actually pretend. I could pretend that I have a different co-host, or or that you, that that it's really or not you. Or a boyfriend, or a boyfriend, <laughs> or a boyfriend that has taken over for she podcast, which would be really crazy. So yeah, that would be so fun. So we have boogies so and sneezing. Go cheese. What boogies? Oh boogies. Yeah, we yeah have boogies I'm and- terribly stuffed up. Yes. I'm terribly stuffed up, and I have a terrible cold, but we're going to push through it. And we have a little, another little bit of an announcement. We're doing a Podcasting 101 webinar. Again, if you remember, we do a Podcast Your Pants Off sort of webinar. The last time we did it, it was like two and a half hours long. And um, it's now our free course, but we are doing our best to do like a live update of this like every quarter. So this is going to be our second quarter for it's basically a how to podcast soup to nuts, beginning to end, every single thing that you could possibly ever want to know about how to podcast is this webinar. And and we're not joking because it starts from like what is a podcast? Why would you want a podcast? Do the types of podcasts that are out there and we go through the tech. We what go you need the, to record them. Yep, all the tech, all the workflow, all the what mm-hmm. to do after you launch, like, oh, launch stuff, after you launch stuff, what to do with iTunes and what that is. And then we actually, because Jessica's a genius in this part of it, she actually breaks down monetization strategies and all kinds of crazy sponsorship stuff that she adds to the mix as well. So you basically get like this incredible podcasting education in a box for free. So if you guys have been sitting in the back or sitting in the back, (laughs) somewhere in the back row, afraid to podcast, just do it. Sign up. So it is shepodcast.com pants off. And that is one word, pants off. And if you want a refresher or you've just launched, this is also a good thing for you guys to listen to. And if you have a friend that is searching for a how to podcast tutorial that is up to date, because some of the ones that everybody goes to, including somebody like Pat Flynn or Cliff Ravenscraft, those very famous podcast tutorials that are for free were published in 2012. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. It's like 2016, people. If you guys know 2012. So that means like for almost four years, because I'm not sure exactly when they were published in that year. It's the same content that has not been updated. And for the most part, a lot of the technological aspects of it it's not quite it's there. Not quite there. Yeah. So please tell your friends. Yay. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Thank you for that PSA, Elsie. Yes. Um. And now we have no a little bit of feedback. Sponsors. No, no, no. Oh, actually, no, not kidding. not quite yet. We have a little no, bit know, of feedback uh, from Taylor from Boss Boss Girl Creative again. We just talked about her, and she just wanted us to make sure that we clarify that it's Boss Girl Creative, not Girl Boss, because Girl Boss, you know, is like. I made a mistake. It's my fault. Like I'm that. sorry. Sorry, Taylor. Blah, blah, blah. So bossgirlcreative.com. Um, and she gives us a little bit of feedback that Kate Hudson on Snapchat is uh, hilarious. And her Snapchat is K-U-D-Snaps. 
K-H-U-D snap, sorry. K-H-U-D snap. So if you guys want to go check out what she's doing, I have not watched it. Have you? Kate no. Hudson, do you? No. Okay. I'm going to have to go check no. her out because I haven't been able to, I haven't been going back simply because I've been focusing, dude, because I've been bullet journaling. Okay. So this is what, um, this is what this is about. So Taylor sent us a little bit of info about her bullet journaling stuff, which is what we talked about in the last episode. She says, I must be doing something similar to the bullet journaling. Mine is more of a running to-do list. I was using the happy planner, but that was too involved with stickers and stuff. And I love that, but I wasn't, it wasn't functional for me. I received the simple, simplified planner at Alt, A-L-T, blog conference this past year. And I like the layout, gives you a day with hours, which I don't like the hours, but mm-hmm. part because the schedule may be in my day in that manner. But I like that I could throw some washi tape down the hour section and turn it into my own kind of list. But I don't like feeling like I have to fill it out every day. And when I don't write in it for a few days, I feel like it's wasted. Yes, Taylor. <laughs> right, because it has dates, right? Yes. And and mm-hmm. I think that that's what, that's what I don't like about these. There's anyway. pressure. It's pressure and it makes you feel like a failure. Okay, so prior to all the planner craze, because there is a craze, by the way, Jess, I was in an old school notebook. I was an old school notebook girl. Three notebooks for three different things. My to-do list, my blog topic ideas, and my anything goes notebook. Anyways, I like the concept of the bullet journal. I think I need to go back to that kind of system. Otherwise, I'm just wasting planners. I don't like to be shoved into a corner, LOL, square peg, round hole kind of thing. Absolutely. And that's why... I like the bullet journal because you don't have to do it all. You do what works for you and you fill up your your journal the way that you want to fill it out. And it yeah. it can be whatever you want. You it don't to. have to wear diamond rings to have an attitude. <laughs> no, you don't. Right? <laughs> no, you don't. You know what that's from? No. Of that's a not. Prince lyric. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's I from Kiss. Dude, I don't. You don't have to wear diamond rings. Oh, is that? See, Sorry. that was like way before I even to could have understand. To have an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's the first time that I understood that lyric. I <gasps> thought he said something like, "Some." I don't even, I'm not even going to tell you. He's hard to understand in that song. I can't it's so understand. staccato. Yeah. So, yeah, that's me and my, I don't know, my second English or the second language problems. Okay, so we had a, another little bit of feedback from Lisa Nolan about bullet journaling. She says, bullet journaling, I love listening to your podcast today and about your discovery of this writing system for your business, your life management, your creativity. I've been doing this for years and years. I highly recommend it. And also, I also use an extension of my bullet journals. I use bullet, bullet index, index cards. cards. <gasps> How cool is that? Fascinating. I know. And But she says, I am a publisher and both are incredibly valuable. So... That's cool. And so I left her message so uh, in, for her to let me know what bullet index cards are because that's kind of intriguing for me. So I'm waiting to hear back unless I have looked. Probably with bated breath. With bated breath. <laughs> Where's, I know, going back to the, sheep, the podcast Facebook group. Did she respond yet? Did she respond yet? Did she respond yet? Maybe tag her again. Maybe bump it. Maybe. I know, bumping. She's like the only part. She just posted it. She's the only one that commented in me going, bumping. <laughs> That's pretty, that's like so, yeah, pathetic. And then we had a- It's actually adorable, but that's fine. Uh, pathetic is, yeah, adorable, pathetic, whatever. We had like a gigantic email from Kate Sitka who sent us, 
her insanely amazing way of keeping herself on track with house bullet journals, with like bullet journals for work, for um, all kinds of ho- yeah, it's a it, hospital bullet journal. And it's well, because she works. At, yeah, that makes it sound bad. She does. She works oh, in a right. hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she's not in the hospital. Sorry. She yeah, she works a, in a yeah. hospital. Yes. She comforts the sick and dying. Yeah. I think she helps them transition. Oh, well. But I don't know that the hospital knows that part. Mm, But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't want to like lift the curtain behind the great and powerful Oz. But like I'm pretty – I mean I know that she's there because – well, first of all, she is extremely comforting and soothing to talk to and listen to. But then she also – like while she's there, like making them comfortable and, and listening and understanding, I think when they die, she can sort of assist that part. Right. Because she's a medium. Right. So she can be like, remember your mom? There she is. Oh. She's right here. I mean, I don't know if she says that, but you know what I'm saying? Like she can she sort can of, help. I don't know. Maybe she can help guide them. Anyway, I'm sure her work is exhausting no matter what. <laughs> Anybody who works in a hospital, anybody who works in a hospital for any reason, I'm pretty sure that they're just automatically going to heaven. Even if you just sweep the floor, that's a hell of a job. Anybody working in a hospital, just know I know it's a hell of a job (laughs) because I could never do it. Yeah, because well, she says that she's adapted in a couple of different ways. She says that I have a a mild-mannered alter ego that handles the inventory slash pharmacy at the hospital. And is the union secretary, so I have a lot of, you know, shit to keep track of. And then she's got her superhero identity, and that's her psychic business, which can encompass sessions, blogging, podcasting, keeping on top of emails all in one week, as well as uh, keeping my general life running and functional. She just talked to my husband, by the way, over the past weekend, and I heard the whole recording. It was not only fascinating, but again, again, with the information and the phrasing things, only the passed on would phrase them without... No way she could have known. I don't even know if she's friends with my husband on Facebook, but there's certainly no way I would talk about the way his relatives spoke, where they were from, what kind of upbringing they had. She knew if they had a hard upbringing, if they were like disconnected from their parents, if they were, um, you know, if there's like a long history of anxiety in the family and why. No way she could have known some of that stuff. And it's just amazing. It truly is amazing. I've, because I've actually spoken to, I don't know, over the course of my lifetime, probably like five psychic slash mediums and like only two of them have been that accurate. One of them was accurate but told me everything that had happened in the last year. So it wasn't exactly like predicting oh, right, the future. Right, right. But it was still super accurate. But it was like, you're going to have a rift with a failure. I'm like, yeah, we just got past that. <laughs> and then you're it's like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm like, it all just happened. It was very frustrating. You were like, thanks for just being a little bit late. But that's not what Kate does. But see, that's the problem with trying to tell the future, right? That's not what Kate does. And hopefully that person um, honed in her skill a little bit. Because what Kate does is just kind of allow you to have a conversation with that person. Right. She's not telling the future. She's not asking you. The future. They don't, people who passed on, they're not unicorn. They don't, they're not magic. Right. They can only tell you their understanding of what's happening that you can't see. That doesn't mean they know that when you're 50, you're going to travel to Europe. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's a whole other conversation, totally. That's a whole other – That's a, that. those people are probably, I think, fraudulent. You can only talk to the people who are in spirit. That doesn't mean they, they like, know the future. Right. Psychic doesn't mean future telling. It means – 
you know, a psychic person is, is someone who uses their mind to connect to other levels, I think. Oh, I don't even know why we're – it's been – I'm sorry. I don't let know. Me, let's talk about the – we haven't even talked about her bulleting. No, we let's haven't. But see, here's the thing. This is what we're going to clarify now because you gave – I'm not sure you gave uh, Kate the job that she has. She says, my hospital bullet journal is my primary cover my ass tool. My job at the hospital is keeping as many of the nurses and doctors happy as possible. It's kind of like having 20 bosses and they all have different priorities. So when one of them is demanding to know why I haven't replaced the item that doesn't expire until the next month, I can tell them it's because I've been ordering things that will expire in three months, but take eight weeks to get there. I I I thought she told me what she did, but you're right. I think I told myself a story in my head and stuck to it. Yeah. I think you did. Poor Kate's like, oh my God. Um, Keep going. So she says, I have so many balls to keep in the air and some of them have to drop. So the bullet journal helps me to drop the balls strategically, which is great because I think that that's key. So it's not, yes, the, the, the being productive and effective with the bullet journal, it really includes a fully conscious awareness of when you're going to strategically drop a ball. When you're going to drop it, when it's not going to happen. And what tends to happen or had happened to me before is like, oh, crap, that was due yesterday. Or, oh, crap, this is due tomorrow. And now we only – and so it's just like – and it's a panic. It's a panic that it, I, I didn't get it done or I have to push through and I'm going to have to let it go. And then the, the guilt that comes with it or something like that. Whereas with this – it's in my mind and then I can go, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to get this done. That's what it is. It's you the know? ruminating that it ends. It ends your ruminating. You know how like when you f- can't fall asleep because you're going over your to-do list? Well, if you just put it down on a piece of paper, yeah. you're done. That's right. That's why the bullet journal is good. And, and it's true that it's, I'm glad that so many people wrote in about it because there are a lot of people already doing it that didn't realize. And I was even doing it too. I used to keep a notebook and every day I'd write the to-do list and then I'd cross off and the next day I'd write a fresh one. And it would start with the stuff I hadn't done from the day before and then I'd add to it. And then I'd cross off one or two things and then the next day I'd start again. But I'm with Taylor. I don't want to date. Yeah, and so here and here here's something. But it's interesting to have more than one. So yeah, keep going. Yeah, so Sorry. she says I have also decided after migrating tasks multiple chi- times that I'm just never going to do it. So I cross <laughs> it out. I cross it out. Smart. And my and that and makes the decision to never do it. And then I'll just never feel guilty. What did you say? I wonder what things she just never does. Well, there's a lot of stuff that I'll never do that I that I, like little small things. Like I've had a task on my bullet journal to transfer certain lists that I had in my old notebook to the new notebook. And that task list keeps on getting like that task keeps on getting like pushed back. So it's like, okay, I should just decide I'm just not going to do it because Mm -hmm. even though my intention is there, I'm not going to go back to that old one to transfer the things over to the new one. Something like Mm -hmm. that, like stuff like that, that keeps you and you're like, that would be really great. But really every time I look at my, at the, at my to-dos, I always find something else that it has more, it's more important than that transference. You know what's terrible so, is the things I probably wouldn't do are like write thank you note. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Well, I but will, I'm going to yeah. stop being like that. I have a really bad thing with that. Oh, but this is really cool. Plus, carrying around this little notebook that has all the answers anyone could ever ask me is impressive as hell. <laughs> I think it's part of the reason my manager has confidence in me. Mm, see that it is kind of impressive to hold like all the answers in a little book with you she's a badass i love this okay so and and i want to comment on this this is like the kind of like mind you she has a home one too where um the home life is also separate because after a while 
I could see how they will kind of get in top of each other. And especially which, which she has a very specific thing that she has to do at work. There's no reason to have do the laundry. I mean, unless it's hospital laundry or, or right. sweep or, you know, other kind of tasks that are home tasks that should not be in there. But then she says, mm -hmm. I will confess, I get a little judgy uh, of those bullet journal communities, so I had to unsubscribe from them. This is a complete personal failing of mine that I do have to work on. I confess, when I see a bullet journal with calligraphy script and washi tape borders, I think, if you're going to have enough time to do all that fancy stuff, you do not need a bullet journal. <laughs> and that Real. judgmental thought just shows I need more free time if I'm getting all judgy on others about their bullet journals being pretty. <laughs> Well, no comment. You know what? <clears throat> it's like, and, and I have to say, I'm trying to keep like a balance between all that because I'm doing my best to do as much functional planning as I can. So I have committed to do 70% functional planning, meaning keep it simple, keep it fast, rapid logging, putting the stuff down, getting things done you know, only really focusing on the things that need to get done. If there's like a list that needs to be made or there's a collection that needs to be created, it really has to be on point. And, mm -hmm. um, and if I, you know, not like, oh, what are the dreams that I want to have? Or like, what are the places I want to travel to in the next 10 years? That's not like a priority for me at this moment. And that, that would be like a, for me, it would feel like a little bit of a waste. But in terms of the pretty aspect of it, I do like to add a color to it, but I don't add color in terms of design. I add color to all of the crossing out things and all of the filling out when I'm tracking stuff. So the mm -hmm. color comes afterwards. I do everything in black and then all, and there is, there is some color coding that goes into my journal, but for the most part, it's just whatever color is in front of me. I just want to, you know, instead of making a cross in black, I want to make a cross in green today. Mm -hmm. And then in this, you know, five minutes later, oh, there's only an orange pen in, a pen in front of me. I'll use the orange pen to fill this thing in. So that's what comes through afterwards when I look at the pages and they look pretty because it's all black. And then there's all this like random colorful stuff around it. So, yeah. And it's go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say part of the reason I have to move it from one page to another is the doodling. Oh, uh, yeah. For me, the doodling is a problem. The doodling is OK, though. That's why bullet journals are so kind of fun. Yeah, Still. but it also means I can't read what the fuck I wrote. Oh, because it's all over the place. Oh, see, I keep, mm -hmm. yeah, I keep my doodling to specific pages. So there's yeah. that. And then it's dangerous stuff. It is dangerous stuff. And I actually have a doodle, another doodle notebook, a small doodle notebook, which is actually what I do. I wonder if, where we could share this because I now, uh, when we're talking before, um, whenever I have to, what was it that um, Heather Ordover called it? Oh, gosh, darn it. Heather, I keep forgetting the term. That you have to use something for your hands so that you can listen better. Like, Oh, I don't know, but I'm definitely 100% that. Yeah. I totally do that so as well. So now I have a little tiny green moleskin notebook that I have where I practice fonts and I practice doodles while I'm mm -hmm. recording or I'm on a meeting. And so then... That doesn't take any of my brain, and usually I'll use it, do it in pencil, and then, and then I trace it back into like a black ink. So it's kind of fun because now I just, by the time I'm done with this recording that we're going to have, I'm going to have like all of these wonderful capital curvy font letters that I've been working on. <laughs> done. 
Um, so what do you doodle? Doesn't that say something about your personality? Well, the doodles that I have are actual proper noodles, like do- doodles. So I look up stuff. Like I wanted to have a doodle for an alarm clock icon thing that I could use for when the girls, like when our lights go out, you know, because I've been tracking lights out because my one of my goals is to be able to go to sleep before 10 o'clock. That's mm-hmm. like a, a big thing for their rhythms. And so I have a doodle where I researched how to do alarm clocks and which one I like the most. That's the easiest for me to really quickly do. Um, And I also have all kinds of like icons. The icons are my favorite though. The icons for like the weather icons and like you doodle icons. That's the nerdiest thing I ever. Heard I know in my it's life. so cute. I have like a little mug icon. I have a little camera icon, money icon, a little folder icon, a little notebook icon. They're so cute, but they're really only for fun. They're just fun in my notebook. And then if I need one of those icons, then I refer back. If like I'm in my bullet journal and I'm like, oh, I wish that I had something that I could really quickly add to this page that was like cute but functional. Then I know I need an envelope. I need an envelope doodle. Oh, it's in my notebook and my other notebook, and I can really quickly look. And I'm like, oh, there it is. So I don't even know what to say. I'm st- <laughs> like, I would never think to. I, I am a subconscious doodler. Oh, are and you? I, it's funny. You always think that everyone doodles the same way you do. So for me, icons is like it's so purposeful. Whereas, like, I'm not doodling and thinking. It helps me think my own thoughts. Like, I'm not thinking the thought about the doodle. So, like, I basically doodle hearts, flowers, and scrolls. It's very girly. And squir- s- squirrels or scrolls? Scroll. Okay. <laughs> like, scrolls. So, like, I'll make a divider, yeah, like yeah, a half yeah. parenthesis, and then I'll swirl it around on each end like a crazy Mr. Pringles mustache. Okay. And then I'll fill in the under scroll. Like, I'm doing, like, typographic elements, basically. But again, I'm not thinking about it because I'm just thinking about whatever I'm thinking about. That's why I'm doodling. I'm usually doing it on the phone or something. Yeah, that's what but I also have dividers, too. I have like a whole sheet of dividers of like yeah. how to divide one thing to the other thing, like simple stuff. And that way I can refer back to them. If I ever want to prettify one of my layouts in the bullet journal, then instead of going, what can I draw here? Then I can just go, OK, I'm going to go refer back to my doodle notebook and then go, oh, these mm-hmm. are cute. Smart. And so then that that's it. So and then she just mentions to wrap it up here. When I see my journals filling up, I see how full my life is and I feel fulfilled because I can see how much I do and what I've accomplished over time. There are so many things that slip away as we live our lives and we can wonder where the hell did the last month go, year. When I look back at my old bullet journals, I see, oh yeah, I accomplished so much in this time and I did what was important to me. That is so important. So she, awesome. she says, both of my journals are neatly written, but there are no decorations, nothing fancy. It's very boring looking, actually. No doodles, even. I do sometimes include a little heart or a smiley face. Maybe my bullet journal style needs to lighten up. <laughs> I know. And she says, by the way, I have to really fight the temptation to shorten the term bullet journal to BJ. And I, <laughs> I do, too. But you know what they did in the bullet journal community? Just for you guys to know. It, instead of BJ, it's Bujo. So B-U-J-O. So if you search for Bujo or if you search for the hashtag B-U-J-O, that's a whole, that's all about Berlin Journal. So that's kind of like a way to, to make it small without having it be BJ because I don't want to be writing BJ anywhere or hashtag BJ. Why not? Because I don't even want to go there. If you search for hashtag BJ on Instagram, you're going to... That's a good point. 
not fine. I forgot about that part. But you, good point. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. So that's not going to be good. You got but, me. Um, but going back, just the last little thing that she said there, uh, which actually I think is a great segue to our first sponsor of the episode, where she says, you know, when I look back uh, my old bullet journals and I see, oh, yeah, I accomplished so much in this time and I did what was important to me. And I think that's a facet of what Natalie Ekdahl does for her podcasting mastermind for female podcasters, like a professional mastermind, where it does keep you focused to really do the stuff that you have written down, that you have, that you're really focusing on, that the things that you want to accomplish with your podcast, aka your business, perhaps, you know, within the podcast or because of the podcast. So Natalie, I think is a, a wonderful tool, kind of like a bullet journal. <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, wait. What are we saying? <laughs> Just kidding. No, we are saying that, you know, it, you won't feel like you're alone. You, It's kind of like, it's seriously, the, the podcasting um, mastermind for women is a way to stay accountable. It's kind of like if you're having a hard time, you know, following through on whatever system you have going on, having accountability in this way goes such a long way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. I agree. It's just incredible stuff. So you guys need to sign up if you want to do, um, she is, this is not a group coaching program, guys. So don't expect to show up for this mastermind that she has just because um, she's not going to be teaching stuff. It's a group where you will set weekly goals and share with the group. If you hit it, you know, whatever that might be, it's where you feel like you're not alone. It's a group where you will start to focus and take action on those ideas swirling in your head or perhaps in your bujo. It is confidential. <laughs> and what happens What happens in a mastermind stays in a mastermind. So you need to go over to bizchicks.com slash she podcast. And that is B-I-Z-C-H-I-X dot com slash she podcasts. One word all together. And if you, you know what, you guys, if you have any questions, please email nat at bizchicks.com. She is so open. Is it Nat or Natalie? Nat. At bizchicks.com is what... Uh, yeah, she's very open. If you have any questions, if you're thinking about doing a mastermind, if you're even thinking about starting your own and you want to compare it to somebody who has a um, an MBA in putting people together that work well together, ask her the difference. Ask her what the difference is between her mastermind and you just having an accountability partner. Yep. She knows the answer. Absolutely. And I know, and I've been you know, a part of a couple of different experiences on them. One of them, which is a paid mastermind, kind of like what Nat is offering. And then other ones have been like free masterminds where you kind of get together with a group of like-minded people who kind of want to work through stuff. And although I did find positive experiences through both. And I, and I can really recall certain occasions when both of them really worked out. What I really loved about the paid mastermind is that there is a level of investment, not only just monetarily and, you know, your money that you're putting into this, but there's a caliber of professionalism that goes into it. There's a caliber of this is serious. Like yes. this is like, I'm setting this for myself and, and I am investing in this because this is a tool. And so there's, there's like an energetic thing that happens. Whereas with the free ones, they're great, but there's also, and I am, a, I am a big on, on this, a sadly, a flakiness. There's an element of, oh yeah, we have that mastermind meeting. 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm a little tired. Or you know, <laughs> you make excuses even if, and then even if you're busy, it's like you, that goes away. Whereas the paid mastermind that I, you know, that I was a part of, I remember I put it in my schedule, and I would show up no matter what was happening. You know, mm-hmm. if I was sick, if the babies are crying, if I had a child that was sick, if we were on the road, if I was on a bus, like, it doesn't matter. I, I was on the call and I just let them know, hey, guys, I can't talk today because of X, Y, Z, or I'm in a really weird position at this moment. Sorry, I'm not, I won't be able to say anything, but I just was present. I was physically present at every single meeting that we had for a year, which is kind of crazy. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I know I'm really, I should pat myself, I should give myself an award for that. Something. Something. Oh my God. So are we ready for some news? I know I am. All right, here we go. Here's our little ditty. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Okay, so we have the news from this was actually posted in the she podcasts uh, group and i don't know why it did not save the darn thingy majigger i don't know why i'm waiting to hear why it's a big deal yeah it didn't save the link it's so i just thought you would the tell link. me about how it. annoying is this let me just do a google air media yeah so air media is looking for a talent manager and the reason that i'm putting this out here into into this it's not necessarily that that like the that this is like oh my god it's gonna save the world okay so they're hiring a air talent manager, and it, 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 there's a lot of stuff going on in this. It says Air, the Association of Independent in, Independence and Radio, is seeking candidates to join its team in Boston, working with the best media talent in the country. So the ideal candidate has a minimum of five years of professional experience in community slash membership management, a passion for bringing out the best in story makers who compose our network, exceptional collaboration skills, and big ambitions for professional growth. Uh, experience in public media is a plus. So this isn't necessarily for like an audio person specifically, but it's somebody who's really intensely, oh, actually they give it to them, really intensely people-oriented, organized, self-directed, and highly adapted. She, he will have a college degree or equivalent experience and familiarity with media production. Additional essential skills include, and there's like a bunch of stuff. So w- the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I think this is a great position for some of, for one of our she podcasters. I think somebody yes. has all of this stuff, right. like somebody who's skilled in formats uh, that, that can write well, that can communicate well in the written format, like meaning like tweets and things like that, that is um, uh, able to kind of like be a management of talent development programs, including, you know, their stuff that they're working on, the new voices, scholars, a full spectrum storytelling, intensive workshop, mentorships and fellowships, because the company itself is so vibrant in this space right now, working with events being able to be like that talent manager, being able to look around for talent to kind of like call to air to see if they can develop and, you know, hungry to learn about 1,100 members of air's network in order to serve their interest. I mean, there's like a lot of like really wonderful stuff here. Now, the employment actually begins on June 15th, and I have a feeling it it happens in Boston, I believe. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I think so. It's in Boston. So if yeah. you are in Boston or if you're willing to perhaps relocate to Boston, check this out. Deadline for this is May 13th before 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will have a link in the show notes about this. So about AIR. AIR is a vibrant network of 1,100 media makers 
working across 46 states and 30 countries. Our small-knit, tight-knit staff works together to recruit, cultivate, and deploy talent. Our groundbreaking local lore predictions have opened new opportunities for independent talent and spurred change across public media. Our training and mentorship programs, scholarships and productions, unique in the industry, draw a rich diversity of the social entrepreneurial talent comprising our network. So I think it's like, I don't know, I, I like this job. I think it's a great job. If I didn't have a family, I would be so into this job. Yeah. Because it does merit. Um, There's so many jobs all the time I would be into if I didn't have a family. Are you kidding? Yeah. So I would really pursue this 100% if I didn't have, um, because it, it does require travel. And after seeing all of the things that you're kind of supposed to be good at, I know that it's going to be time consuming and you're going to be very involved. There's going to be a lot of work, exciting, fantastic, like the kind of work that I would be really excited to do and totally 100% in, but uh, then I wouldn't be a stay-at-home mama and I wouldn't homeschool my kids and I wouldn't live in the mountain and (laughs) there's lots of things that that would be changing. So I'm passing it along to you guys. Go! Yay! (laughs) All right. Um, but you have some news that you posted in here, which I had heard, but but I think I'm trying, I think I'm in denial. So what's up, Jess? Oh, my God. <laughs> so depressing. I don't even know how to break it to you people. I'm just going to let you have it. I'm so right? confused. Okay, go ahead. Go, go, go. Okay. So basically, you cannot post any sponsored content on your Facebook page Unless your page is verified. So that means you can't post anything for sponsors. You cannot post any affiliate links. You can do nothing of the sort unless your page is verified. What does it mean to have a verified page? Well, if you do not have a blue badge on your page, you cannot post branded content. The new changes to the branded content guidelines are as simple as that. Not of people are not going to be pleased. If you have a verified page, the brand and content has to follow very specific guidelines, which includes tagging your sponsor and making it transparent that what you're publishing is sponsored content. But first, let's talk about how to get a verified page because I tried to do this a lot yesterday. Okay. Okay? Okay. So here's what you have to do. I mean, I still think we can do it, Elsie, but... This here's what you have to go through. Okay, first of all, I think the brand and content thing is only being allowed if you have media type of page or you're a celebrity or an influencer. So like you can do it from your, like I have a public persona page and if that was verified, I could do it through that. And you and I, I changed our page type from community to media and publishing. So we could probably get a verified page, but here's the rest of the things you need. Okay. You click settings and then general and then page verification. Again, page verification will only show up if you're one of those special kind of pages, which you can usually change it to. You click verify this page, then get started. Enter a publicly listed phone number for your business. Now, Hmm. I have a phone number. Right. I typed it in. Yes. It said, call me now. They gave me a verification. They give you a verification code. You're supposed to type it in. I typed it in. Okay. It said, we can't verify that this is the public number for your business. Well, no. Who the fuck uses white pages or yellow pages? Like, where am I? Where am I supposed to create a publicly listed phone number oh. for this business or any business? I don't know. I have no idea how to do that. I've googled it all night and I could not figure it out. So then the other option is okay. If that's not going to work, verify with documents instead. And so the documents you need are 
Wait, hold on, because I'm going to try and do it right now while I'm on the phone with you guys, because I just think it'll be more humorous. As always. Oh, yeah, I know. But that's <laughs> all right. That's enough out of you. Okay. <laughs> Under settings, general page verification says page is not verified. Okay. So I'm just going to skip the phone number part because we already know that doesn't work. At the bottom left, it says verify this page with documents instead. You need business utility or phone bill, business license, business tax file, certificate of formation, or articles of incorporation. So that means that unless your podcast actually has like a business license, forget it. Wow. And that also means, oh, if you're a public persona, though, the other page, like my Jessica Kupferman page, I could do it under there. But I need to upload my birth certificate or my driver's license, which is fine. I mean, I just didn't have a digital copy on hand when I was trying to do it. But I'm going to see if that works over there. So you could make yourself a personal persona. I recommend you turn your podcast into a media or business. It's, it's media news, media slash news slash publishing. Okay. And then that way you can at least start the process of verifying your page. Now, again, you're going to need a business license now. In order to, and this is for any, it's not just for podcasters. I mean, any sponsored content. So bloggers too. Bloggers are the ones that are actually getting the shaft here because how are we the heck supposed to, like all our sponsors expect sponsored content and now we're not allowed to post it. All of the money that you get from that in the toilet, all the money you get from affiliates in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks for a lot of people. Well, I got it. So is this covering Instagram as well? Because Facebook owns Instagram. And I, I know it's know. a Facebook page and all that stuff. But usually there's cross-posting going on, you know, where there's like the sponsored content yeah, like that have, in yeah. Instagram. Now, I guess my question is, it only has to do when you're sharing sponsors and when you're sharing affiliate links, correct? The following types of branded content are prohibited. Pre, mid, or post-roll ads. Okay. Within video. This is within video. Oh, all right. Within video, no pre-mid post-roll ad, no content that features third-party products, brands, or sponsors located at the beginning within the first three seconds or persistently over five seconds throughout the video, including but not limited to the following types, title cards featuring the sponsor or graphical overlay and watermark. So in other words, you can't do a video and then at the bottom put sponsored by shoe podcasts. Holy cats. Within photos. So again, no photos or ads that have a logo that says sponsored by anywhere Within no banner ads featuring third party products, brands or sponsors, third party products, brands or sponsors featured within. So nothing on your cover photo or profile picture either. The following types of branded content are allowed within with the use of now they have a tool, of course, because they love their tools within the use of the branded content tool promotions, videos or photos featuring third party products that differ from the page and cards. So you can put at the end, but not the beginning product placement you can do. So like if you and I were to do a video or pretend we were in Natalie's mastermind, that would be okay. <laughs> Sponsors logos are okay aside from ad elements and any third party, third party which is displayed by within video. So you can put the logo somewhere and post that clearly disclose it's sponsored by a third party. So like what, what we've been doing in the groups for Natalie and now see is this just oh this is just branded content on pages on pages yeah that's why i'm not worried i mean because we haven't done anything on our page no but as a person who's trying to broker deals between podcasters and advertisers that's going to seriously put a hit on what i'm allowed to sell that's true i mean because i have some or, or clients where their facebook page is their is their money maker totally and so here's the thing now i mean yes and i'm gonna sound so bitchy right now 
but <laughs> that's now on them. And so now when you take on clients, you're going to have to, that could be one of the questions. Do you have a verified Facebook page? Yeah. And, I'll have to. And then because if not, then you have, or do you have a Facebook group? So I'm just, I'm hoping that the groups stay as they are. Um, because then we would really suffer because then that well, would really those suffer. are our private technically I mean I know Facebook wouldn't agree but they're technically like our little private property or right. domain absolutely pages are public right and I think that the problem is with that I can see especially with the larger pages the ones that do put those posts up there because at first I was like oh my god how is this going to affect Libsyn of course and I'm like well we don't really ever do any of that stuff like we don't have any sponsors we don't have any affiliates we don't do that so it really doesn't affect like a somebody like us right like business, it's like just listening. another it's also just one more reason why your page is bullshit yeah because now you can't even advertise on it what's the point of growing it why grow it i don't know because okay you can't the only because you can do ads but you can't okay you can do ads. so you can do ads for yourself so you we should grow our page so that we can do ads for our group and then when we have a big group, just put ads in there. Or we do have a big group, dude. I know, but I'm saying some people have bigger pages than groups. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like public, Katie Kremitzos. Yeah, and but nobody. The thing is, like, yeah, that's right. Like Katie, but nobody really goes. Like I gotta say, I can't remember the last time that I went to a page. I can't remember. Oh, yes, I can. <gasps> okay, so I do love. I gotta say. Barbara Edelman, I love how you can change the world. Her podcast is just one of my favorites. It's, I just adore that podcast. So she does have a page. It's a very small page. It's very compact. But what I love about it is that it's so full of really, really, really helpful links because her podcast is about basically homesteading, living in a way that uh, the world could be more sustainable. And But she keeps it brings it from a perspective of living in the city. So she approaches everything in depth on how we can actually do this thing because she is just like us. We have way too many things going on. How in the heck are we going to get compost bin together? How are we going to raise bees? You know, like all this kind of stuff, given the fact that we don't really have any time. And so she... She does all of the research of all the different ways you can make a little different step into being a more sustainable person. And she puts it out and she her page is jam-packed with amazing links on our podcast. I mean, on her on her page, not about her podcast, but just like links and stuff. So I really think that pages like that, like informational type of pages mm-hmm. are going to really continue to do like that's the way Libsyn does it too like we post all kinds of information about podcasting mm-hmm. yeah and I guess if we grew it if I really put as much energy as I put into the Libsyn page into the she podcast page we could grow it to the degree that it becomes like more shared because we are reporting and uh, adding to the conversation around podcasting and women in media and it'd be in a public setting so it would just take a lot more curating content and you know a lot of an inf- insight into it the thing is that um we would have to be have a very clear path of like what do we do with all these people looking at our page now like is there a way to convert them like that would be our conversation mm-hmm. um and we would probably have to stick to selling our own stuff can we do that can we put like hey we're having a webinar is that like yeah legal? you can always do your own yes it's just branded content okay yeah 
Oh my gosh, it's so confusing. What if you're sharing uh, somebody else's video? Like I was thinking, like you can't if you're getting paid. You can't. no, if you're can't, if you're not getting paid. Like if if it's somebody. Like I was just thinking, like okay, so I have. I'm just going back to my stuff, which is now not compliant for Elsie's yoga class, where mm-hmm. I've had affiliate links for the nope. essential oils inside the video. No, I'm just saying. Hold on, hold on. Let me just. Let's say I ha- those are already posted, so those videos are already on my page. But let's say somebody else is sharing my video that is about a specific yoga pose that is has an affiliate link for an essential oil inside the video, but it's not making them money. It's they're sharing it because my yoga pose video tutorial is really helpful. Mm, helpful is not the same as. Like what we're doing for our sponsors, though. They just don't want sponsored content. Okay. We'll see. So then if somebody else shares your stuff, it's cool. So you can just do that, like do it under the table. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, when you promise an advertiser well, once true. a week, it's very obvious. Yeah. And I can't do that. That's what sucks. I know. And I'm sorry for not being, for being so s- not super sad because it doesn't, I don't think it affects us that much. I know, but it affects my clients. It affects my clients. It affects the ability to sell any podcaster. You know, it just makes me sad because it's just one more way that we're having to be pushed to only sell on our downloads, I guess. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I get it. I get it from that perspective. Absolutely. So like even if it's not about me and my clients, like now podcasters can't be like, well, I can throw in a Facebook page because they can't. Yeah. Because you can't. They have to rely on the downloads that maybe they'll never get. Right. That's what sucks. Oh, and then so now my question is then, which is kind of sucky. What about posting our podcast? What do you mean? What about if we put our podcast link on our page? We do. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it still? That's not branded content because it's our content. It is our contact, but we're selling. We have affiliates and we have sponsors. And you just well, read you just read that if there's an intro or outro, like there's a lot of podcasters that when you first play, there's an intro right away. Yeah, but that's video. But yeah, you're right. So if they're putting in their specific file, meaning, you know, like the MP3, would that mm-hmm. align with that? Like if would like John Dumas first thing when you push play is it says this podcast is brought to you by Exactly. Same with Mark Merritt. Exactly. Podcast is brought yes, to you by, exactly. But, that's what I'm but, saying. But it doesn't say videos it just i mean it doesn't say audio it just says video it just says video i could swear you said it says within videos and within photos okay all right well we've gotten away from it at this moment but so audio is allowed but still i would have liked to been able to say hey i mean you know the other thing you can probably get away with elsie is that you post that see it sucks because there's you can't do a link and that's the point of a separate post but like when we post on our facebook page that week's episode we could put special thanks to natalie actall and christy hausler but you just can't link to their stuff but you can still say thank you oh okay can we tag them yes well maybe that would be but you can't link to their website so that's the point of like doing the episode and then two hours later going today's episode was sponsored by these people they're awesome you can't do that anymore Hmm. that's what sucks wow okay well there's that people how about that how about that that sucks for you guys (laughs) Elsie's like, thanks for sharing. Wish I was Karen. I know. I know. 
<laughs> I know there's should care. I should care. I am going to care. But how about this is how you can make me care, guys. I will totally care if something affects you, honestly, because I'm all about you guys. So if any of you guys are like, oh, my God, the world is over because and you can explain it to me and and then I can care. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Then, it, I mean, it would be really great because I do. I mean, this is part of our business. And I know you care, Jess. I just want to know, like, I just don't quite get it quite yet. I mean, I know it's just not affecting us fully. My Our business model at this point does have, you know, a lot of our income comes from sponsorship, but it's not in this area. You know, if Twitter did that, that would suck too. Twitter's always eight years behind Facebook, so right. I'm not that worried about yeah, it. So then I'm going to, that would totally suck. So, anyway. Oi. All right. Well, on that note, but now I have a little uh, snippet here, Jess. We're going to play a snippet from a podcast that you were on. Oh, my. This is the Get Paid podcast with Claire Pelletro. And um, it was a fantastic interview. It's like really long. It's like almost an hour and a half, I think. I know. She coached the crap out of me. It was an amazing. I mean, both of you guys were really, it was really great. It was a great, yeah. great, great episode. I've actually listened to it twice, if you can believe wow, it. Wow. I know. That says something. Because, because I liked, because, you know what it is? It's because you were so damn clear, Jess. You were so spot on. And thank you. I, I was just like, oh, Jesus, she's so smart. So I was like, <laughs> I just Aww. really wanted to like write down like what you said on a lot of these answers because I don't know, it's the candid answers that you gave and the transparency and also how you articulated the why behind everything. And it wasn't necessarily that you were wrong. Like I never felt once listening to you, oh my God, Jess doesn't know what she's doing, which is what you you commented on that towards the end, you know, Mm -hmm. that you weren't like that you were, you sucked and you didn't, that you didn't want to, no, that you said, you said that you didn't, you didn't want other people to listen and feel that you don't have your shit together. Basically, you're not, Something along those lines, you know, because of all the stuff that you guys were talking about. But that's not how I felt. I just felt like that. I mean, I didn't feel that at all. But anyway, I'm going to play this little snippet. And this is just a little bit of Jess answering a question that Claire put out. That was basically, what's the advice that you would give somebody who wants to start a podcast? If you are not sure whether you want to do it, my advice is... Stop thinking about it. Because if you're not sure, you're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. Mm. So just stop thinking about it now. Let it leave your head. If it can't leave your head and you just can't stop thinking about it, then you need to start. Then you're a podcaster. Then it's inevitable. Join us. Welcome to the dark side. But if you're not sure, I don't know. I know I should, but it's just one more thing that I should be doing. It's really not. And don't. Don't bother. Don't start. Let it alone. Because you're not going to do it. You're just going to be, it is just going to be another thing you kick yourself about. People, I think, who are doing it, who are podcasting, are doing it because they know that they have that thing that's going to make it great. Like Claire, somewhere you, it was hard to start, yes, but somewhere in there you knew you had a great voice, you have a great topic, it needs to get out there. It was like, it's like a little fire, like a little itch that won't go away. Yeah, totally true. Those are the people that need to have the shows. If you have that itch, get off your ass and start your show. If you're not sure you don't have that itch, leave it alone. It's not for you. Bye-bye. That's my advice. I mean, because I see so many people who start it because they feel like it's something that might work for them. And it never, they always just pod fade. 
and just save yourself the trouble. Work on your blog, work on your Facebook ads, hire Claire to work on your Facebook ads and uh, and leave it alone. Because there's enough podcasts out there that are just like have to be, you know, that like I feel like I have to. You don't have to. You need if you need to, then you do it. You know, nobody says that what you just said. Everyone's like, really? start a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast. It'll be amazing for you. It'll be amazing for you. And it will if you want to do it. All right, Jess, that is brilliant. Seriously brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. And I love that Claire said that there, you know, that nobody says that. No coaches out, no podcasting coaches say that. Say what? Don't do it? Don't. Yes. Because everybody is exactly like what Claire was saying. Like, oh my God, you need a podcast. Oh my God, you need a podcast. You totally need a podcast. You need a podcast. You need a podcast because it's the podcast. And really, I think it's key. What you said is that, you know, like not being sure about it and moving into the space because you feel like you're going to miss out. It's just lame. It's not cool. Just let it go. And that, and, and I really like the way that you put that out, like, out there. Like, just let it go. Just let it go. Don't think you have to do it. And if you can't stop thinking about it, then you have to do it. Then you have to put it in there. And you're right. Cause it's like, and that reminded me again, because I'm obsessed again, cause I have obsessive personality disorder. I, with my bullet journal, when we were talking about categories and we were talking, I'm sorry, collections in the bullet journal, you don't have to just start to do all of these things. Like when you start to study the system, you don't have to do all of the stuff. But if you start to consistently feel this needs to be in my journal, or I have to write this down over and over and over, I need a list for like, I need a list for certain things that I need for my house. That keeps mm-hmm. on coming in my head that I don't have that running list. And I'm, I'm, I'm constantly having like, oh, yeah, we need a chair for that. You know, and I, and I keep forgetting. So if I had a running list, then I could go, okay, it's out of my brain. It's here. So I can always reference it and it's never there. So, and I know having a podcast is not like making a collection in your bullet journal. But if you can't stop thinking about it and it keeps coming back, keeps coming back, then it merits you taking a step into it because it's going to be hard. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love mm-hmm. that. I mean, th- and I loved how you said that there are other things that you could be doing. I mean, aren't there? Yeah. Don't waste your, I mean, you take the money that you're spending on a mic and the hosting and put it towards something you enjoy doing. That'll get you way more money. Of course. Uh, yeah. It takes yeah. a long time to develop this stuff. It takes a long time for you to be getting better. Forever. Like, yeah. And putting it out and then the problems that might arise and, and recognizing and, Claire, you know, Krell, Krell, Claire also mentioned, you know, that she put out more money than not. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who do a DIY kind of like, you know, let's just get a microphone, like computer, let's cobble it together and let's put it out there. And, and, and basically they're paying with their time. And their own personal resources and energy. But there's people who recognize that they can't and then start to outsource. And they're outsourcing more than any kind of income is coming in. It's basically you are just investing and you're hoping it's kind of like kind of like going to Vegas. You've got a, <laughs> you got like a thousand dollars and you're just gonna put it down. And if you're willing to put down a thousand I'm just coming I came up with that number. Please don't ask me why. But I came up with a thousand dollars to outsource, to launch, to hire coaches, to buy programs, whatever, you are putting it out there. Be willing to have that be gone and not get a return on that. I mean, or at least expect that maybe it won't work out and not get so pissy when everyone else is doing it well and you're not. Yeah. So 
Anyway, I just had to bring that to your attention. If you guys want to listen to that whole episode from Claire's podcast, I'll put a link in the show notes as well because Jess is like... I'm very flattered that you pulled audio from me. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like... I think that's nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, because you're awesome. And I really loved that conversation. It was just so great. Yeah. And then speaking Thanks. of outsourcing... Yeah. So Team Podcast. Team Pod- Should I talk about Team Podcast? Yeah, do it, man. So Team Podcast, a.k.a. the master of disaster, Christy Hausler, who you guys probably see in the She Podcast group answering every question. And if you're a guy, you see her in Podcasters Hangout, Podcasters Paradise, everywhere it says podcaster. Christy Hausler is there to answer your questions because she is, I would say, the Mac Daddy, but she's a lady. So the Mac Mama. Um, they do everything for your show, audio editing, show notes, graphics, social media, posting. If you feel like you are bogged down by the tools like that we were just talking about where you're just like, oh my God, I have to podcast, but it's killing me. It's kind of like, I, I always see in my head, like a, a person with the, you know, like with the donkey riding them instead of the (laughs) other way around. If that's how you feel about your podcast, we're like. You're not riding the donkey, but the donkey's riding you. You need Christy because all you have to do is just send her your recording and they do everything else. They publish it. They schedule the social media. They will write the social media. They'll do your episode graphic. You don't have to do anything. And it's not even that expensive. It's not that expensive to work with her. You have to check it out. I mean, it depends on how many shows and how long they are. But if you go to teampodcast.com, you can check out all her services but she's amazing, and I know that there's a bunch of people that have signed up from listening to our raves about her that are really, really happy. Good, and I'm I'm really glad because this is one of those things that is necessary out there. Yeah, she and Natalie both offer services that are so needed by our community. Between having a mastermind and feeling accountable, or handing it the fuck over. Yep. And I like that it's even di- you know that it's is that the right word dichotomy? There are two dichotomies that they're like. Well, here's how I can help you push forward, get, make goals, do it yourself. And then Christy's like, just or just pass it to me. Yeah, <laughs> pass that shit to me. Well, well, no, that I mean, they it's think it's kind of fun that those are our two sponsors. Yeah, but because they they're in, both so needed, right? Yeah, but they work in conjunction with one another. You know, with totally. working with the mastermind stuff, That's it's like if true. you get your goals clear, it doesn't necessarily mean do everything. Yeah, it means yeah. you get clear about oh, you know what, I could really outsource this part. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and then basically that's what it is. Or doing Natalie's thing could actually free up the income that you will make from being so productive to be able to move to outsourcing these things. Exactly. Which is like really cool. Well said. There you go. So let's see what's next. Oh, gosh. Oh, really? Gosh. Do we? I know. Well, we don't have to talk about that if you don't want to because we've been talking. I don't mind. Long. We should do just a little bit because that way we. Can All talk. right. Okay. All right. So, dude, you got sick. I'm sick. I know, dude. And apparently, according to my nanny, I never go away and not come home sick. All right. So how are we going to keep you well wealthy? <laughs> well, here's what I... Well, uh. help me right now by going to our Patreon page. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so... Oh, my God. Did it I, this is why I think I'm getting sick because this never happened before. But as I get older, I'm noticing that like I'm not able to take even the most minimal care of myself that I can here. So for, I mean, I can shower and that's pretty much it. Like I get in, I schmooze, I end up going to bed too late. I end up waking up earlier than I have to, to make whatever breakfast call there is. I'm on the entire day. Then there's dinner. Then there's schmoozing again. Then I don't go to bed or even get alone time until like 10 or 11 and start the whole cycle over again. Many times during the day, I am too busy talking to eat or I'm running late for breakfast, too busy talking to eat lunch, 
dinner usually happens, but then I'm starving the whole rest of the night. Right, right. And then, you know, and actually, really, I will say this, the only time I ever drink alcohol is when I'm away. Like, I don't go out and have a drink with my friends here, but I'll have drinks when I'm out at in Florida or, you know, just now in Minneapolis. But probably that won't happen as much just because my daughter will be with me. She was with me in Minneapolis. I didn't drink as much. I don't drink that much anyway, but I just mean like one drink I didn't really have. Anyway, but I know that's not good for you as well. Mm-hmm. And then junky eating in the airport because again i'm either running late or there isn't a good place to get something to grab and then i just have to end up grabbing like crap nuts to take on the on a five-hour flight which isn't going to be enough to sustain you and i used to do like an airborne every time i went away but i kind of stopped doing that and so man there were a lot of people so this is what i wrote it's just that i'm having trouble um but also i'm traveling so much more this year and now this is twice where i've come home and immediately been ill and so how do i like how can i prevent that from happening because i'm going to you know this time in chicago and i'm going to be away a long time i know so i really want to prevent it because i don't want to get sick when i'm there either so let's see so so many people responded with nice things. In fact, 41 people responded, but I want Elsie, I want Elsie's advice. Well, see, here's here's the thing that is kind of making me angry right now. Okay, this is a complete completely different thing topic. So, we've been using Trello to do our show notes and it's been working out really well actually. I really love it. It's easy to move things over. Everything's like visually appealing and all that stuff. Dude, I worked on this card for like an hour last night. You did? Yes. And you literally just put two things? Well, no. I put in so much information. I had links. Where is had, it? That's that's why I'm a little bit upset. Hold on. It says view edits. Oh. Nope. No. Still only two things. That's very irritating. It's very irritating. So you only see two things here out of a Many lot. Many others. That I had. Yeah. I just barely put that link in there because I had like I. Yeah. So I'm very upset. I am too. Uh, I mean, I had. To- I was thinking about just walking around with onions on my feet. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about that. But see, I'm going to keep it since I have all my notes lost. I'm going to keep it just to really simple things, and all of them have to do with moisture and being grounded. So if you can, can if you remember that, it's going to be the best thing for you. Think about moist, like keeping your body moist and hydrated, and to be able to get like energy downward, like very grounded energy, calm energy. And I know that that's harder to do than anything else because when you're traveling, you're li- you're truly traveling through time. I mean, sorry, through space, through the air element. And that's making your cells get all ungrounded. They're like, to- I mean, they're, you're, through, you're through the air. And so you need to be able to bring all that stuff down. And one of the things is through the water because it becomes more heavy and also your skin. The skin getting moisturized and hydrated is very important. So obviously drinking water will do it for you, possibly a little bit more than you usually that you drink. And I would even put out to you even just one, maybe four ounces of warm water. Mm -hmm. Could you do that? I would die. I know. Could you? Just do it. When you're going to travel, just do it for the travel. Why does it have to be warm? Because it's more easily absorbed by your body. Because having it cold, do you think cold makes you, like having cold stuff go inside your body is more drying. If you think about ice, you know how it cracks? Mm-hmm. It's more drying for your insides, not necessarily. It doesn't make sense. I know ice it... melts once it gets inside. There are ninety <laughs> degrees in there. Well, it yes, but you're still. It's not be, because then your body, your body's just not absorbing the hydration as optimally as it can. Even if it's warm, you don't have to sip it like hot like I do. 
but warm warm water just a little bit and for me like hot would be better i could do hot would you hot water okay yeah well, you could do you could do hot tea then hot, do hot tea nothing that's like don't do black teas or green teas it has to be some kind of herbal and possibly even water with lemon would be cool but i had dinner with erica learmark hi erica because i know she listens <laughs> um she ordered at the end of the meal hot water with lemon yeah no tea bags no, just hot water. It's nice to be able to digest the I was like, she the does food. speak Elsie, doesn't she? <laughs> she? She totally <laughs> speaks Elsie. So, um, so yeah, there's that. And also for me, sesame oil is a must because it's very, it's a very grounding oil. And I know it's stinky. Where do you put it? All over. What are you talking about? I know, totally. So I... Are you seriously this is asking like a me huge... to smell like a stir fry okay, no, at the airport? I, well, not through the airport. So this is something that okay. you could do bef- like on the day before or possibly maybe when you get... Actually, you know what? Don't do it at your house because I know you'll fight me on this and I'd rather you do it anyway. Do it when you get into the hotel room like your first night right. or something like that. I'll do it. Lather your whole entire body up like head to toe with sesame oil. Like so you're going to have to carry it. And don't put it in your carry-on because, of course, only four ounces of liquid and all that crap. But um, So you wrap it up so it doesn't explode in your bag. But lather it all up on your whole body and then go take a really, 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 really hot shower. So cover myself in sesame oil. Yes. Once I get to the, well, how long do I leave it on? See, well, you can leave it on for a few minutes if you want. Actually, ultimately, it would be awesome for you to just kind of hang out naked with sesame oil all over your body for a little bit in your hotel room. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Snapchat this. But, but then. Just for you. Just for me. But then after you have it all in there, then you go inside of a really hot shower. As hot as you can, your skin can bear it. As long as hot you, you can get it. And just let it soak in the oil inside of your body. Let it just totally soak it in. Let it be inside you. And you don't wash it off. You just leave it on. Then you, when you come out, you dry your body up and you go about your business. Okay? I'm telling you, dude. Just What was time. the worst piece of advice I got <laughs> on my page, you think? I don't know. Why is this like the worst piece of advice? Okay, I'm going to run down the list. Okay. I'm not going to say who said what. Okay. And you tell me what's terrible advice, okay. according to Elsie Escobar. Okay. The first advice I love, because she's a, like kind of a professional traveler, is wipes. Wipe your seatbelt, armrest, tray table, window shade before you sit down. Wipe your luggage after you take it off to security. Urban essentials are my favorite wipes. Okay, that's not too bad. But then I would use, I actually would use essential. I'd rather put essential, do palm inhalations and scent essential oils that were like one or two drops in your hands, on your palms, rub them together, smell them. You have that in your hands. You have it inside of your body. You don't have to be worrying about everybody else's germs. Okay. Next so. one is oil up with on guard. I don't even know what I that is. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Next one is um this is from a person who does who just did the lighting and set for Coachella. So she's on tour a lot. Vitamin C packets. Mostly go vegetarian on tour. Lots of water, too much water. Always have water. Get your own bottle. Asian food because it's good everywhere. Get supplements and vitamins. Okay. I I like that because the food is more easily digestible if you stick to the basics like rice and um, steamed vegetables and things like that, which is fine. Lots of water. Yeah. Vitamin C is cool. Like, you know, those those emergency packets and stuff like that. That's great. You could do that. You can even suck vitamin C tablets. That's also mm-hmm. really good. Uh, I, I would, I usually, when I was taking care of my voice and making sure that I was healthy, I went to a homeopath and they, when I got, um, what is it? Laryngitis. I had mm-hmm. to suck. I think I said this. I had to ta- suck on those little tablets, vitamin C tablets, every 15 minutes. And then oh, yeah, every yeah. every uh, 30 minutes, I had to do 
zinc lozenges, those those I same ones. I hate those. No. So I'm not saying you have to do it all the time. I'm just saying like even sucking on those porous <laughs> vitamin I C tablets would be those. cool because that way you you are soothing your throat. It's soaking hate, in. It's like sucking on nickels. I know. I know. They're does. so gross. Well, that's the zinc ones. The, the I know. vitamin C ones are not so bad. Mine, the one I had was zinc echinacea. It was dreadful. Um, another vote for disinfectant wipes. Wipe down everything in the plane. Window shade. Tray. Armrest. Oh leave gosh. the pockets alone. Don't touch anything in there. Hotel room. Same thing. Don't drink out of the glass. Drinking glasses. Wipe down the remote. Everything else before touching. And then someone else wrote under her. Agree. I wipe everything in the hotel. Even the hangers. I I also pack liquid soap rather than use the bar soap when washing my hands. Carry well, that's a Purell. Good idea. That's neat. Wash your hands before any meal. The liquid soap is actually a better idea than carrying Purell. I mean, I don't mind carrying Purell, but it makes my hands very dry also. Yeah, well, I don't I'm not a big believer of those like antibacterial stuff on your hands. That just doesn't work. So, I would One of my sorority sisters wrote, "Use that plastic bag in the ice bucket to cover the remote." <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious because i get i guess it is the remote is probably i see her in the yeah well that's hilarious she's a doctor actually that's and then my friend who does coachella wrote i touch everything and then the and then oh wait i'm not done because there, wait there's yeah, yeah. a bunch more okay hold Go. on i take pro tandem every day it helps your body fight off the germs i don't know what that is um and then sorority sister i travel a lot don't touch your hands to your face without having washed them and not touch anything in between good luck don't stress that makes it worse and then Donna Papacosta wrote, don't touch your face, what everyone said, and don't touch your face. And then don't lots pick of, your nose. <laughs> well, right. But I mean, I do touch my face a lot in the airplane, so it's true. Lots of water to stay hydrated. Coconut water, great for hydration. Lay off the alcohol. Uh-oh, she got me. Wet wipes, hand sanitizer, sleep. Do something active first thing. Don't eat too late at night. Oops, got me again. Mm-hmm. And a hot toddy when I feel a sore throat or a cold coming on. And then high school friend, emergency packets. You mix them with water and drink one a day. Yeah, you good like, with all this so far? Yeah, that's not too bad. Wet wipes for everything near you. Keep washing your hands. Don't touch your face. Also, in the first sign of sickness, I pop a Nyquil. Oh, I geez. wouldn't do that. No, I don't do that. No. I'm not an I'm not a medication taker. Stress is a stoker for illness. Carry antiseptic wipes. Wipe everything in the hotel room. More for wipes. Wipe, 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 wipe. Emergency C is a must. I like the flavor, plus I bring vitamins to take on the plane as if it's just going to fight them off right there. <laughs> like super, like Superman. I, if I take the vitamin on the plane, well, it will be super enhanced. But yeah, she's writing Lysine, Echinacea, Multivitamin, Probiotic. I would, also brings her own green and white tea. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, instead, and I get, I understand the wipes, which is fine for some things, you know, you don't have to be obsessive about it. But the whole, I think, here's what I'm saying. Like when I was talking about hydration, when I'm talking about the oils, when I was talking about the grounding aspect of it, is that one of the reasons that all of this stuff gets stuck inside of us is when we are too, like when we're, when our bodies are not optimally aligned at that moment, because now we're stressed out, we're flying, we're extra dry, our, our digestive system's not working properly. Like the way that we process anything is really not working properly, we're at a heightened state, then if we get introduced to germs, there is more probability that we are going to get sick, whether it's one little germ or a bunch. It doesn't matter. One little germ or a bunch of worms, uh, worms, <laughs> germs are going to affect you <laughs> in the same 
way because our bodies are not functioning optimally. So Mm -hmm. if we address our own immunity to be able to like, you know, eat food that is easily digestible, drink lots of water, do your best to relax and rest, do your best to not be eating stuff that is like, you know, super, super, super uh, fried, heavy and eating super, super late it's going to affect your the way that your body is digesting. And that's actually the seat of your immunity is your digestive system. So if you can help it continue moving in a really good way, then those germs can be, you can be affected by the germs, but they'll just go away. They're not going to, you know, so you basically, all of those tips are great for cleaning. Up. It's kind of like when somebody cleans their house and sticks all the stuff in the closet. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. But then somebody's going to open that closet and see all the crap. Somebody's going bound to to open that closet at some point. You can't mm-hmm. keep up that appearance, and that's what all those tips are are all about. The appearance is not really, really deep cleaning. So go ahead, go. One person said, "Always have the air blow on you because it's filtered." <laughs> okay. And Doctor Oz said, "Put Vaseline in your nostrils." Okay. So- and then my and then the cousin said, "Table trays and air blowers have more poop on them than the toilet seats in an airplane." I Clorox everything the second I get on, including the seatbelt, entire seat and window, and I don't touch the overhead bin handle ever. Oh, my God. I do blow a lot of air on me. I wouldn't have thought that it would be filtered, but, like, that probably is what it is. I'm blowing air on me because I'm always warm in an airplane. Well, you can. I think that that's all right. But, again, if you are blowing air up your nose, do you think that that's moisturizing or drying? Drying. Oh, so, which is why, this is why Dr. Oz said about the Vaseline, but then I would switch it. I wouldn't use Vaseline. I would use sesame oil, which is the same thing. You put it on your fingers, and I actually do that with my girls when it's really, really windy and cold outside. I will come, and we will put, I'll put it, I'll put it on my hands, and they put their little fingers, they stick their 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 little fingers inside of on my hand, get a little oil, stick it inside their ears a little bit, like just mm-hmm. on the outside of their ears, and then inside their noses. And that allows for the air that comes inside their body bodies to be moisturized and don't affect and it doesn't really it keeps them grounded and it ke- mm-hmm. and so that's what I do I actually do that I I I know there's a practice it's called um nausea oil nausea oil is oil usually with a base of sesame oil that is infused with powerful herbs and you snort it uh-huh and that's what I do that huh it's awesome I'm going to have to put a link in the show notes. So that Please actually do. moisturizing. It's really moisturizing to all of the stuff that's like up inside of your, all those cavities in there that a lot of us don't really pay attention to. So I'm all for moisturizing. I just, I don't know about Vaseline. But yeah, I do. A nausea oil. And it's like really great. They have some, I love, I love to do it. It's very exciting. <sighs> oh, I don't like things in my nose. I know, dude. So we'll see how if anybody else has any tips for Jess for staying. Yes, by all means. And mind you, I am practicing. Like I did really well when I went to NMX the first year. Remember when I was breastfeeding and I my boobs got exploded and then I had to go find that breast pump at Walmart. Do you remember that? When I couldn't hug anybody? Yes. Oh, my God. So that was the first time we met. It was the first time you had boobs. That's right. <laughs> I don't have Yeah, that was the first time we met in person. You were in very much pain. Yes. And so I actually really, really, really took care of myself that time. I, I, I followed to the T everything that I possibly could. This last podcast movement, I was not because 
I was so wound up. I didn't have the time to do my stock up. I didn't have the time to follow. Things were so different too. You know, this it was just weird. And I, I could feel the difference. My intention wasn't as strong. You know what it was? It was the first time that I felt like I was free, meaning that yeah. I could really, it's like that I could actually. That's part of it for me too. Yeah. And I was like. Free. It's like a vacation from your life. Yeah. And I let myself go a little bit and I ended up paying for it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then the first time that I went, it was like, I don't have it in me to come home and be sick. I have little girls that need my attention. I need to come home rejuvenated and super strong. So I had a different outlook. And now I have to find a bottom, like a middle line here to be able to take care of myself and still kind of have fun and and break some of these things so that I but 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 I, what how I'm doing it is by building my immune system now to prepare for the travels that are coming up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to know cuz I don't want this to happen to me when we go to Chicago. No. And do you have anybody else to thank before we leave? Always always want to thank John Buchanis from AudioEditingSolutions.com for being our editor and such a great guy and a big bear. And I wanted to thank Rebecca Council, CLR Virtual Connections, John Buchanis, Audio Editing Solutions. Thank you guys so much. John would like to be called our producer in charge of Diva Enhancement, and he does a marvelous job. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to my sticky voice and find everything you need in our show notes, shepodcast.com. Absolutely. See See ya. Thank you so much. Love ya. Mean it. Bye. The, 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 the.